welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Dick Thompson and I'm joined as usually always by MC. <laughs> that would be me. How are you? I'm, I'm asked this week. Yay! Yay, because I care. Good. You haven't I'm offended okay. me. <laughs> I'm good, how are you? I'm great. <laughs> and this is <laughs> episode four of season four of Tomorrow Gason, Silver Part Two. Mm. Uh, what happened last time, MC? Well, there's a subtle hint <laughs> in the title. We thought it might be about werewolves, and it is indeed about <gasps> werewolves. But we still don't understand where the silver comes from. <laughs> the gang are, of course, in the Tokyo Memorial Bed and Breakfast, <laughs> having decided to take it on as a, a business concern. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in the middle of renovating MC at great expense, has somehow, with the money that he has somehow, has got a bunch of builders in to do it up. Uh, they saw some rustling in the bushes outside. MC went out to investigate, got into a scrap with the werewolf. There was a chase through the old Victorian alleys of London. <laughs> the famous Victorian alleys of London. And uh, MC somehow forgot that you need silver to kill werewolves. Well, I mean, uh, we're not sure about that, are we? That was a bit of uh, contention last week. Okay, fair enough. Um, Because it was a day werewolf. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I have my theory that the werewolves are being controlled and are coming for Amy. Because mm. that seemed to be where they're going. They were indeed. They uh, it seemed like a, a ploy to get MC away from the bed and breakfast so other werewolves can go in. Some builders have been bitten. <laughs> um, Gav is naked a lot, apparently. Yeah, a, yep. lo- a lot. <laughs> yep, I hope, hope you enjoy me writing about you being naked, Gav. Chip did cut out all the bit about his glistening muscles. <laughs> uh and there was a bit about Chip covering him in oil, like he just came back for this episode, started <laughs> rubbing him. There was a long massage bit. He cut all that out. Yeah, it was a bit too sexy, I'm afraid. Um, but speaking of sexy, mm. shall we get into it? <laughs> <laughs> it's Silver Part 2. Previously on Tomorrow Gason! MC turned his attention to Tifa. Yep, our little girl. She's going to be someone special. Which is why the pregnancy happened so fast. The people who sent her to us needed her to be born quickly before the end of time took place. She's an angel, MC. (gasps) Our daughter is an angel. No, you can't be. I can't do this without you. Tears began to form in MC's eyes. You're going to be a great dad. Not that, I meant living. I need you. Where's the nearest weapon shop? MC asked. The gang looked at each other unknowingly. I'm going to need a sword. A big one. Plus a few crossbows, maybe some nunchucks and a katana as well. What are you going on about? Jay wondered. You mean... Louise smiled. Seems this country has a few problems similar to Tokyo as well, and it could use people like us. I just hope the British evil is ready to come get some. (laughs) Just one snag! Jay pointed out. Zero cash! MC picked up the bell that was lying on the floor and placed it back onto the reception desk. The sign painter had finished, and as he stepped back, he revealed the new name on the bed and breakfast's wall. The Tokyo Memorial Bed and Breakfast. He's been like this for a while, Louise said. Strange mood swings, getting agitated and snapping. He's constantly worried about Amy as well. I guess it's natural for a father to be worried about his newborn daughter. Gav scanned the walls, thinking the colour wasn't that bad. Things are a little different for people like us, Louise replied. There are no people like us, Jay added. MC, not expecting the strength of the werewolf, was swept off his feet again. This was the first time he'd come directly up against a werewolf. Then something dawned on MC. It was the middle of the morning! Weren't werewolves supposed to react to the full moon? Louise thought of herself as a very lucky woman. Although, that soon changed when she saw a huge dog-like creature standing in her doorway. The werewolf had only got angrier and was now focusing its attentions on Gav. After a second pause, two leapt into the air. Gav used the werewolf's own momentum against it, stepping to one side and curving his leg around the wolf's head. It connected and drove the werewolf forward and out of the glass window. Now fully dried and dressed, Louise, Gav and Amy ventured downstairs. The reception area where the workmen had been was now covered in bloody corpses. Does that mean they don't have to pay him anymore? Is this MC's <laughs> scheme? Like, we'll get them to do the work, and then we'll get werewolves to kill them. But they're only halfway through, MC. Yeah. Your plan failed. Maybe they've done all the complicated stuff, and now it's just like, you know, Yeah, they got up. rid of the brown paint. Exactly. 
Louise, though, she was going to throw up. Vampires left bloody bodies and zombies didn't exactly have any table manners, but what these werewolves had done to these men was nothing short of sickening. Ripped flesh, organs and pools of blood swamped the floor and eyes, skin and more blood covered the walls. I read that as ripped flesh, ripped flesh, organs and pools of blood swamped the floor and eyes. <laughs> like, oh, there's f- fucking blood all over the eyes again. That is how the grammar reads, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but how have the werewolves put skin on the walls? It's just like, Joe, no, no, we'll cover up this brown paint for you, mate, don't worry. <laughs> Gavin Louise could barely spell correctly. Oh my God. <gasps> what is happening? Gavin Louise could barely pull their gazes away until MC limped in. He seemed more shocked than they did. He marched straight over to Amy and plucked her out of Louise's arms. Is everyone else okay? He asked. We're all fine. Louise replied. Apart from that thing that attacked us upstairs. Gav added. It must have done this too. I think there's more than one. MC didn't like to admit it, but they had just been attacked by a pack of werewolves. Where's Jay? Why does he have a problem admitting that? Like it goes against guess... his masculinity or something. Oh, I got <laughs> no, attacked by werewolves. God, now they're going to call me a girl next. <laughs> right here. Jay said as he came down the stairs. You'd never guess what I've just seen. But as Jay's new contact lens eyes... Oh, <laughs> God. But as Jay's new contact lens eyes saw what awaited him in reception, he guessed there were more important things at hand. Did that dog do this? He wondered. What dog? Louis said. I was upstairs in the bathroom and I thought I saw a dog walk past. The werewolf that attacked us! Gav knew. Why don't I make him Gav quiet? Uh, well, I kind of have to take the loudness out of his voice because it's just peaking all the time when I come to edit. No, no, I mean, but like... Well, oh, I'm thank doing you, it, yeah. still sounding like Gav. Yeah, it's really difficult to do. I have to sort of imagine Gav in a very, like, strong metal box. And that's how I get the Gav Is voice to the, be... the sexy Gav stuff again now they're going into bondage he's naked covered in oil in a metal box <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm taking Gav's voice down intentionally well done the werewolf that attacked us Gav knew werewolf what take a look Jay MC said angrily this doesn't look like two work of Lassie to me <laughs> the others left Jay standing alone in the reception on one hand he felt terribly upset at the deaths of all these people but he couldn't help but feel a little relieved that the werewolf hadn't attacked him in the bathroom. Hmm, almost like the werewolf had a purpose and knew mm. where it was going and wasn't after Jay. Hmm. I'm going to look really dumb if my theory's not right now. <laughs> Man, this B&B, it's just murder every week, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, how are they going to... Do you remember when the SWAT attacked the mansion last season? Yeah. And they ended up burning all the bodies in the back garden. Oh, yeah. What are they going to do... With this lot, there's just a bunch of dead workmen who have obviously must have contracts to say, oh yeah, we've gone to work on this B&B today. Yeah. So they're going to, like, whoever, if it's just a company, they're going to have families and stuff like that that know they're out. So there's going to be some sort of investigation, right? Well, I mean, we've already established in a previous thing that in this B&B there were horrible murders every <laughs> six weeks or something. So maybe for the police, it's just like, yeah, it's the B&B again. <laughs> just add it to the pile. <laughs> A few hours had passed, and MC was glad the bodies and the parts of the workmen had been cleared away. He'd had to phone the local morgue and explain about the attack by a pack of wild dogs, which wasn't strictly a lie. Is, uh, so are they just cutting out the middleman and not calling the police? <laughs> like, yeah, I thought I'd save them a hassle, you know, just go you know, cut the middleman, just send them straight to the morgue. <laughs> In a way, like if they got a contact with the morgue, it was like, look, sometimes we're just going to send you dead bodies. Just deal with it, could you? <laughs> Detective Andrews, the officer who had been investigating the murders from the Vortex in the B&B, had returned, with more than a little suspicion in his eyes. <laughs> what a great cop he is. <laughs> so fishy going on here. <laughs> he told MC he needs to come in for some questioning at some point, but so far there was no evidence to indicate he or his friends had been responsible for any of these murders. They just happened to be there for all of them. I guess when they literally ripped apart and there's like two... Th- Dog, wolf, bite marks all over the room and there's blood all over the eyes. <laughs> and skin on the walls. I guess, but even then I feel like the yeah. cops would be like, hmm. MC even showed Detective Andrews his scratches from the battle with the werewolf earlier. Oh, there you go, that's fine then. There we okay, go, yeah. sorted. MC wondered how long it would be until he trusted the law again. 
but there were more pressing issues at hand. The police had gone and the reception was clear. All it needed was a decent scrub now and he had to find out what these werewolves wanted. One by one, Jay, Louise and Gav all joined MC in the living room. A house meeting had been called. They all sat around one of the tables in the dining area. Oh, is this the living room going to be the new lobby? Oh, oh, just think about all the furniture they lost. Yeah. I'm surprised all the furniture in the lobby didn't like suppress the bomb blast. <laughs> oh, we're going to lose one of our favourite like long-running jokes. Oh. That's such a shame. So what have we got? We've got a living room and a dining area and a reception area here. Okay. I guess the reception area would be the lobby. Maybe the maybe it's not the furniture, but the number of rooms that's going to increase. Yeah, that would be good. Also, you know. Mansions don't really have lobbies, so yeah. <laughs> that never makes sense I anyway. I don't know much about <laughs> mansion architecture, to be honest. I thought it was just a hotel thing, like a hotel lobby. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Some rich cunt, let us know. <laughs> Anyone mind if I presume we've got a werewolf problem? MC started off saying, no one disagreed. So, well, less of a problem and more of a disagreement. <laughs> Hi, I don't like to think of problems, I like to think of solutions waiting to happen, <laughs> opportunities. MC's there with a whiteboard and a load, load of charts and a pointer. There's a picture of the cat hanging onto a washing line. <laughs> no, a werewolf. <laughs> no one disagreed. Right, so what do we know about them? The gang thought hard for a few seconds, but it was pretty obvious. They knew nothing. Definitely nothing involving some sort of material. <laughs> I told you, it's not going to be a thing. Has anyone ever come across them before? Gav pitched. Of all the things we have seen, no werewolves. Louise added. Don't we have any contacts? Jay added. Where's Dom or Shinnecon when you need them? <laughs> Literally, where is the uh, exposition people when you need them? <laughs> hey, interesting point though. Huh. So, you know, obviously Shinnecon was a big part of MC's life especially. And yeah. we kind of covered how that affected him when mm-hmm. uh, Shinnecon Khan was put into a ball or something. <laughs> Pokeball. Yeah. <laughs> and- Khan, I choose you. <laughs> and then Dom kind of stepped into that position slightly. It wasn't maybe quite a father figure to MC, yeah, yeah, but yeah. was certainly a sort of, I know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and they don't have that now. They can, they're, they don't. They're screwed. I mean, Gav has sort of done it a couple of times. Gav's he's not got- Shinnecon. I know, I know. Um, Shinnecon isn't covered in oil. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> but... Um, he's had that sort of local knowledge thing a couple times, mm, yeah, but yeah. it's not to the same extent. Yeah, for That's sure. True. He came through with some knowledge um, about the vortex and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, Dom was in fact an angel sent here to see the birth of Amy, and Shinokan is still locked up in a demon somewhere. MC said. Oh, oh, is he? Is he? Uh, is that canon? Is that what happened? He got. Did they? Sort of put into a captured ball thing. Yeah. That, uh, oh my God, I'm trying to remember the whole bit about that. It's really confusing. Uh, that wasn't the one with the safe. safe. Yeah. Was it that one? Or yeah, was it? that turned into a demon. But then didn't MC kill that demon? Or Chip killed the demon? Yeah. And then... Then... <laughs> we don't know our own lore. It's really confusing. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> okay, well... Okay, what if he's still locked up in a demon somewhere? Shouldn't they try and save him? Yeah. <laughs> just imagining Shinokan inside a demon going on a rampage. He's just sort of sitting there bored like, Hello? Hello? Is he in there naked and oiled up? <laughs> Don was in fact an angel sent here to see the birth of Amy and Shinokan is still locked up in a demon somewhere. MC said, Oh, you never told us that about Dom. Louise suddenly added, Ooh. Ooh, yeah, because MC hasn't told them that Amy is an angel. Mm. Huh. And they just were like, okay, Tifa's gone, Dom's gone, sure, whatever. Got a baby now. <laughs> Great. MC looked at her. There was a lot he hadn't told them about that day. Must have forgot. But never mind that now. Werewolves. Mythical creatures. Full moon! Said Gav. Silver! Louise added. <laughs> Somebody, finally. Michael Jackson! Everyone looked at Jay. What did you say? MC asked Louise. Silver! MC thought for a few seconds. <laughs> See, even though they said, they're still like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> What's it, silver? <laughs> what, is that like food? Or <laughs> When I fought that wolf in the alley, I stabbed in dozens <laughs> of time and it still got back up and crawled away. Maybe there is something in the silver thing. Should we go shopping? Gav asked. Sounds good. 
Me, you and Jay will go into town, see what we can find. I've got an idea, but see what you can come up with. What, they're just going to go out and buy some, like, silver. Go yep. to a silver mine somewhere and just be like, oh, I'll have three, please. <laughs> they're probably going to come back with, like, knives and forks and stuff, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, you can get silver cutlery. Yeah. Both Gav and Jay nodded and got up. Gav kissed Louise on the way out, and Jay couldn't help but feel a little jealous. He wants the oiled up, naked <laughs> <laughs> Gav to kiss him. What about me? Louise wondered. Library. MC replied. See what you can find out. <laughs> it's closed. Break in again. <laughs> they probably haven't fixed the window from last time. Just take the baby with you to take the heat. <laughs> he got up and went to leave. Louise chased after him. I can't go back there. Remember me breaking in last time? You'll be fine. Just get what you can and let me know. Oh, and do you mind taking Amy too? Jesus, he's always palming off his daughter, isn't he? <laughs> you don't want her with you? What I'm about to do isn't for small children's eyes. Just... I know. Don't worry, she'll be safe with me. Can you take babies into the library? And if they're quiet. Mm. And if you go up to them and go, Shh, and then they shut up. But if the werewolves are after Amy, Ooh. this is a big mistake. It's fine, though, because they go in the library and they'll be like, oh, and the librarian <laughs> will go, shh, oh, sorry. As Louise left to go to the library with Amy, MC took a detour on his way out, heading upstairs to fetch his video camera and borrow Jay's. Why do they both have video cameras? What? What? When did they get a video camera? When did this happen? When did they? How did they both have video cameras? <laughs> when did they get these high eight mini DV cameras <laughs> with all the money they have? It was one of those early digital ones that records at like two forty p and has like a hundred twenty eight meg <laughs> storage. He left one in the living room and placed the other in the reception area. MC had a funny feeling about their wolves, <laughs> about their wolves, <laughs> something wasn't right he's got his suspicions as well so maybe mc's plan is to get amy away from the b&b so mm. the werewolves will come back and he'll he can record them yeah and then sell it onto like pornhub or something <laughs> pornhub didn't exist then also oh it says God. it says their wolves but it's like t-h-e-r-e and it sort of it rhymes with werewolves and i spent the last 30 seconds trying to think of a joke their wolves werewolves oh Got nothing. Well, don't worry. Look, where I'll... are the wolves? There are the wolves. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I'll just do what I always do when we come up with jokes and it's just cut out all the time in between when we're trying to think nice. of something funny to say. So we'll record it in like two days when we think of something. <laughs> Creeping around in a library seemed like a really stupid idea, but Louise felt uneasy about being back there. The back door window had now been boarded up from her previous trip and she felt as if the entire library staff knew it was her. Because they have CCTV and <laughs> fingerprints and stuff? Or... <laughs> Louise moved quickly between the different sections of famous literature, school textbooks, Bibles and trashy romance novels to the occult section, which was at the back of the library. What library has... What is this like the Dewey system <laughs> of... Ah, uh, yes. Famous literature, school textbooks, <laughs> Bibles, trashy romance and occult sections. That, that's all we have? Yeah. Nothing else? Whoever laid out this library must have been a madman. <laughs> Luckily, when she got there, Louise was alone. She dreaded one of the librarians coming over to her to ask what she was looking for. How do you explain the fact you want everything on werewolves? I think if you're in the occult <laughs> section, that's probably one of the more tame things to ask for. <laughs> she should just be like, oh yeah, I want some, uh, uh, um, some Charles Dickens, I want basic maths, I want the New Testament and some Mills and Boons. Oh, and anything on werewolves you've got as well. Gav was happy his idea had worked. Often, he'd had a hard time accepting MC as the leader of the gang, having been in charge of his own crew for so long. There's some more stuff about Gav being a sub for your own... <laughs> <laughs> your own bizarre fetishes. But do we think we're hinting here that Gav has maybe got some issues with MC? Is that going to yeah. be anything going forwards, do you think? There's going to be a bit where MC keeps all of his emotions and things to himself, mm. and Gav's going to be like, screw you, I should be the leader. Mm. And then they wrestle. <laughs> Naked in oil in a steel <laughs> yeah. box. He felt comfort in the fact he didn't see MC as his leader. He'd only been part of the group for a few months, and already MC didn't seem like the most reliable guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair. that's not wrong. Although Louise has always defended him. 
The boot fair was crowded, with many shoppers looking for the odd bargain, used products, and the really old antique some unknowing seller was giving away. Wow, we're at a boot fair, MC. <laughs> Gonna <laughs> buy some VHSs. <laughs> From Tokyo to a boot fair. <laughs> Gav was on the lookout for silver. Any form would do, and already he'd accumulated spoons, forks, and knives. Doesn't say forks. <laughs> oh, sorry. Any form would do, and already he'd accumulated spoons, folks, and knives. <laughs> <laughs> Buying people at the boot fair. Was it like folk music? <laughs> Wells. <laughs> Werewolves, the, the only vulnerabilities are silver and Bob Dylan. Hey, if the Bob Dylan was made out of silver, mm. whoa. I think we really must have got to a point now where you stopped proofreading things I for me. So. You were just like, no, stop it, Chip. I don't want to read anymore. Because there has been a lot of typos in this and in Chip. Mm. Oh, dear. Any form would do. And already he'd accumulated spoons, folks and knives. All for a very reasonable price. Not that it matters, they have infinite money, apparently. (laughs) Gav continued to browse the stalls, on the lookout for anything else they could use to stop the werewolves. (laughs) I really hope there's just some sort of, like, big werewolf net that someone's like, oh, yeah, I'm done catching werewolves, just selling it off now. (laughs) The bell hanging over the shop's front door jingled as MC stepped in. The shop was only small, and wasn't on the main busy streets of London. Is it on one of the famous Victorian alleyways? (laughs) MC wondered how places like this made any form of profit in these kind of locations. Although he wouldn't consider himself a master businessman. (laughs) Okay. Really? (laughs) Trying to set up the B&B, battling evil and being a full-time dad was tiresome enough. There was a man sitting behind the till, eight or so foot away from MC. He was short and sweaty and was reading one of the daily tabloids, no doubt looking for a quick peek of something supermodel in her G-string. No doubt looking for a quick a quick peek of something supermodel in her G-string. Excuse me. MC asked politely enough. Get off it in, sir. <laughs> the man replied, oddly polite. What can I do for you? It's like creepy Quasimodo. <laughs> it is now. MC looked around the shop and wondered what people would want in a gun shop other than a firearm. Ooh, mm. it's England. Yeah. Is this like in Tokyo where they sell miniguns and shells? <laughs> I'm looking for a small handgun that would fire some silver bullets. (laughs) Perfectly reasonable explanation. (laughs) Of course, sir. We have a wide selection. (laughs) The man laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Glory, mate. We two weird customers coming in looking for silver bullets in the place. Gets worse. (laughs) MC moved his eyes behind the man and towards the workshop area. But you could make them if someone really needed them. Yeah, mate, but that would cost a fair amount of cast. You built up such a character from him looking at (laughs) page three. It works, though. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. I don't intend to pay. The man stopped laughing. What are you talking about? I'll level with you. MC paused, waiting for the man to give his name. George! He replied. George. See... I've got a little werewolf problem, and the only thing we can think of to kill them is silver. Thus, the silver bullets request. And I thought it would save a lot of time and money if, rather than paying for them, I just beat you until you agreed. MC sighed and hoped he sounded threatening. Is MC bluffing here? Or, because that sounds like something Chip would have said. I think it's probably bluffing, but maybe it's the... Ends justify the means, slippery slope, oh, I'm not evil yet, oh no, the switch. Maybe, or yeah, maybe he's just literally out of money now. Yeah. He's like, fucking workmen, they weren't insured, I've got nothing left now. Oh, here we go. He didn't really want to hurt George, but people were dying, and he couldn't see another way out of it than killing the werewolves as soon as humanly possible. MC missed the days when a trusty piece of research mixed in with Shinno Khan's knowledge led to a simple slaying of monsters. Times were a lot harder now. George put the paper down and stood up. He was a lot shorter than MC. I don't know who you think you are, son, but it ain't a good idea to threaten a guy who owns the gun shop. George reached under the counter and pulled out a handgun. He pointed it to where MC had been standing, but the ninja was gone. George scanned the shop for a few seconds, not seeing MC coming from behind until it was too late. He didn't even have time to fire a shot as MC knocked the gun from his hand and it went skidding across the shop floor. What do you say, George? 
Have we got a deal? George winced in pain as MC held his wrist tightly. Wrong answer, George. MC connected with George's chin, and the gunman went down quicker than a professional hooker. Ah, there's your hatred for prostitutes coming back again. Haven't mentioned the homeless yet. Who was I back then? (laughs) MC had deliberately held back on the punch so as not to concuss or even knock George out, but it was still painful. George slowly crawled for the gun. MC slowly walked over to the grounded man and stood on his neck. Don't make me take this any further. Just agree to make the bullets and I'll go. This is very uncomfortable. Mm. This is not the behaviour I would have expected from MC. Mm. But it's clear now why he didn't want to take Amy with him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay, babe. Just stay there and be quiet. (laughs) Like, threaten to beat up this sleazy gun shop owner. I'll just do it all in front of an angel. (laughs) With the revolver sitting next to his pocket. Next to his pocket. Loaded up with six shells and another 24 in his pocket. MC tried to push the sight of a grown man crying because of something he had done out of his mind. It was something he'd never done before, and something he never wanted to resort to again. So, I mean, not to detract from, or distract from the, you know, slippery morality of MC and blah, 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 but did the gun shop owner just have a bunch of silver lying around? (laughs) Or maybe they haven't, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Maybe MC took some silver to him? Maybe, maybe. Maybe he will just never explain it. (laughs) But times were hard, and things had to be done. He bumped into Gav on the way back to the B&B. Any luck? MC asked. Just a bit, Skip! Gav pulled his rucksack off his shoulder and opened the zip compartment. Inside were a bunch of small arrows. Silver arrows. Ah, yes. Boot fairs that <laughs> sell silver arrows. Or has he, like, crafted them himself? Did he smelt the silver? Do you smelt silver? Yeah. Yeah, and then forged them into silver arrows. Maybe he found a forge at the boot fair. <laughs> Well, I don't really use it any much, mate, so I'll give it to you for three fifty. Inside were a bunch of small arrows. Silver arrows. I'm going to replace the heads on the crossbow arrows with these. MC nodded in acknowledgement and opened the front doors to the B&B. When they stepped inside, Gav nearly tripped on something in his path. It was one of the video cameras MC had set up early. <laughs> like 6am or something. <laughs> Only now... It was in about five different parts, with teeth marks embedded in the plastic. Ooh. <gasps> what has Jay been up to? <laughs> hey, that's my camera! <laughs> I'm going to eat it! How did they get back in? Gaff said. MC entered the living room with caution, in case the wolves were still around. The place was empty apart from the chewed-up video camera that lay on the floor. And who said you can't teach old dogs new tricks? MC said as he picked up the small pieces of metal and plastic. Hey, my camera! Jay proclaimed as he returned. Of, uh-huh. <laughs> of course it was Good Jay's Jay. camera, yeah. Never mind that now. Did manage to get <laughs> your hands on any silver? Indeed I did! Jay smiled. He reached into his jean pocket and fished out a small wooden box. Jay opened the box and showed Gav and MC what he had bought. Isn't it great? <laughs> I got it in Harrods! The three-inch silver knife reflected the room's lights in MC's eyes. He snatched the box away from Jay. I like how Jay still hasn't fully shaken his rich person roots. <laughs> Lucky he didn't buy a cheese sandwich and a coffee there. <laughs> how much was this? Don't sweat it. They had a sale on. Jay, a Harrods sale means they sell stuff at a normally inflated price. Are you some sort of idiot? The volume of MC's voice started to rise. It's silver though. Oh man, I feel... I really felt we might have turned a corner with Jay last season mm. when they rescued him from the portal world mm-hmm. and they were all cared about him and showed him some compassion, but they're just being they're just back to being complete dicks to him. Actually, MC is back <laughs> to being a complete dick to him. Buying something from Harrods is dumb when they're yeah. poor, though. Yeah, but this isn't an isolated incident, you know? Sorry, it isn't. No. Oh, in terms of MC being mean. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I get that he's done something wrong here. But, yeah. Yeah. But and also MC did just steal his video camera and now it's broken and MC just beat up a guy yeah so like they're opposite ends of the scale hey, but hey he was reading page three all right <laughs> MC felt his fists clench he'd been angry at Jay before but he'd never felt like this before he had to regain control before he lashed out shouting wasn't something MC usually did but he was angry do you know how close you'd have to get to a werewolf to do any damage with this thing Maybe you'll get lucky and kill one before they rip you apart. What plane does your mind... Plane? What plane does your mind work on? 
Ah, the J plane. <laughs> the MC psychology with MC. I guess I meant like plane of existence. Yeah. But yeah. Sure. I'm I'm sorry, MC. Jay stammered. What's all the shouting about? Louis said, arriving back from the library. Seems the boy Wanda here had another brainwave. MC yelled. Jay stood still as MC glared at him. He'd never been intimidated by MC before, but at that moment, he was scared of the ninja. I'm sorry, Jay. Oh, this is really... Ho- I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Ah, for a change when you're reading this. <laughs> it's a different kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> well, you think you could yell a little quieter? You're upsetting Amy. MC took his eyes away from Jay and looked at his daughter. As he stepped forward to take her from Louise, the body thrown through the lounge window came crashing in, shattering the window. Gav was covered in glass as he was standing nearest to the window. Everyone was a little startled. It's not every day a headless corpse is thrown into your home. Better get on the phone to the morgue again. <laughs> yeah, wild wild dogs again? It happened again. <laughs> There's a note tied to it, Gav said as he tried not to stare at the body. MC knelt down and pulled the blood-stained piece of paper from the corpse's torso. It had been ripped apart. No prizes to guessing who it's from. MC said. What, who is it from? The Look, werewolves? Did presumably? the werewolves write a note? <laughs> Dear sir. There's like a paw print on it. <laughs> I find your lack of giving us your daughter very peculiar. <laughs> what does it say? Louise asked. It's a map with what look like directions. <laughs> At least the scratches seem to be pointing to a location. Where? Gav asked. The alley, where I tracked the one before. How long will it take to attach those arrowheads? Not long! I'll get to work! Louise, want to be the babysitter again? What? You can't leave us here alone? What if it's a trap? MC thought for a moment. She was right. The werewolves had gotten into the B&B twice now, and they still had no idea why, or for what for. I like how both (laughs) Chip and the rest of the gang live in places that are really easy to just repeatedly break into. (laughs) As Chip gets Ridley... Keep calling him Dudley. <laughs> and uh, the rest of the gang get werewolves. Yeah. And I, I think the only difference is that Chip's apartment is... I mean, there's been three or four episodes, but mm. has yet to be attacked. Mm. Whereas the mansion got attacked once a week. Mm-hmm. And now the B&B is just attacked every episode so far, whether it's from a ghostly vortex old lady or werewolves. <laughs> Fine. Bring her with us. But you stick close to me, okay? Louise nodded in agreement. A few minutes passed until Gav had finished putting the final touches to the crossbow arrows. He and Louise took one crossbow each and shared the arrows out whilst making loving eyes at one another. How romantic. (laughs) Just the time. (laughs) (laughs) MC put the uninvited guest into multiple black sacks intended to take the body with them. (laughs) I really hope the cops just run into them. The police just like, what you got in the bag there, sir? He didn't want to inform the police of another body in the B&B. Like, oh, I thought I'd take it straight to the morgue myself, you know, save you guys the trip. Jay remained silent, sitting on a chair, waiting for the queue to leave. What? Uh-huh. Queue? Yeah, I guess the queue in an orderly fashion. It's like <laughs> MC, Gav, Louise, the headless corpse. Amy, yeah. then Jay. In order of priority for <laughs> MC. When it came... He placed the wooden box the knife had come in and stood up. What? When it came, he placed the wooden box the knife had come in and stood up. Picked up, maybe? Or placed it in his pocket or something like that when everyone's getting ready to leave? But what is coming? When the time for the queue to leave. (laughs) Oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where do you think you're going? MC asked. I can help. Jay... The only way you can help is by staying out of the way. Go to the pub or something. I don't care. Do you remember when Jay was going to leave because everyone hated him? (laughs) He's going to go back to England and clearly... (laughs) Not going to work. MC turned and left Jay standing alone in the B&B. He felt sorry for his friend, but he kept reminding himself there were more important things at hand right now. MC felt like his entire life evolved around prioritising. Right now... That included killing a pack of werewolves. I keep thinking we're going to get to the point where MC is like, huh, maybe I shouldn't be dicks to my friends. But (laughs) But I wonder if that's going to be a theme for the Uh... season. Like, it'll be right at the end. He's like, oh, no, wait, that was I was wrong. Sorry, Jay, come here. 
Don't hug me. They hug. But, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't hug. There's been a lot of uh, hints towards MC having to prioritise things yeah. and like, um, especially the language of like, there's more important things right mm. now, you know. So I do wonder if that's going to become a thing. Mm. It's going to turn into a dark anti-hero and brood all the time because <laughs> there aren't enough of those. <laughs> and then get his own spin-off. <laughs> MC, Gav, Louise and baby Amy reached the alley where the map had shown. There were three entrances into the alley and a square in the middle around 20 by 20 foot. There had been many big wheelie bins in there before, but they had gone. That demon is, isn't here anymore <laughs> then. Beat lass. MC didn't like this one bit. The word ambush kept circulating in his head. The revolver made him feel a whole lot safer, although he really wished Amy didn't have to be there. Then, something else entered his head. Louise, one question. He said. Does Silver actually kill werewolves? Ha ha, you see? Ah. You see? Both MC and Gav stopped and looked at Louise. In all the recorded incidents on werewolf attacks, Silver, as well as removing the head or a mighty blow to stop brain activity, will kill them. The full moon has no effect on their comings and goings, and they don't evolve from humans. They are a supernatural breed with demon heritage and blood. So, Uh. do you have to use Silver... So silver as well as removing the head and a mighty blow to stop brain activity. So you have to remove the head. No, I think it's or, isn't it? So it's, uh, oh, it does say as well as, well, I think it's like, here are the methods to kill werewolf. It's silver, or you can remove the head, or a mighty blow to stop brain activity. So it's basically zombies plus silver, a zombie method plus silver. Yeah, but I feel like werewolves aren't as squishy as zombies. No, absolutely. Yeah, 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 which is why silver is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. But also, changing the law on werewolves, making Mm. it my own. Mm. Uh, (laughs) How original. (laughs) So they're not humans, they're just creatures. Yeah, that is an interesting point, actually. It's, I mean, it's a point. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, when the builders got attacked earlier, I wondered if they were going to turn uh, into werewolves. Yeah, yeah. But nope. Great. The gang continued their progress into the alleyway. One more thing, Louise added. Oh, God, what's this going to be? Oh, <laughs> By the way, they can hide as alleyways or... By the way, I am one! <laughs> one more thing, Louise added. MC and Gav paused again. They like to stay in packs and mostly live in rural areas. Then why would they be in London? MC said to himself more than anyone else. Well, you found all that out today? Yes, but it also helps that there's an enormous pack of werewolves surrounding us as we speak. The pitch of Louise's voice went a little higher from fear. She was right. Two dozen or so werewolves Hmm. had appeared seemingly out of nowhere to completely surround the group. Did Louise notice them before MC with his ninja senses? (laughs) But there's more important things than ninja senses right now. Louise. MC said. She's fine. Just shoot the damn things. MC took aim with his revolver at the werewolf closest. He fired. The bullet sailed into the wolf's shoulder. It winced for a bit before falling down. Dead. Well, so you put winched again. Oh, God. That's a classic. That's a classic misspelling. (laughs) A huge puff of air seemed to exhale from the wolf's body before it deflated, leaving behind a small corpse of blood... Bone, flesh and hair. Inflatable werewolves. <laughs> That's think... why silver works on them. Because it... Uh, yep. Do you think they make like a farty noise as they deflate? <laughs> it's like a whoopee cushion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, half werewolf, half whoopee cushion. <laughs> They're really scary, but if you sit on one under a cushion, it's really funny. <laughs> it works. Look out! The wolves were very angry now and made and made Stampede as they hurried towards MC, Gav, Louise and Amy. They made Stampede! Oh no! (laughs) The alley became alive with flashes of fire, arrows flying, and werewolves crying out in pain as the silver racked their bodies, stopping their hearts. The pack's numbers quickly dwindled, and soon enough, with very few silver bullets and silver arrows left, the pack was no more. That was easy. That was easy. Oh, what an anticlimax that was. Jesus. And like, huh, guns. Maybe <laughs> maybe I should have tried this before. We're going to go back and see George. <laughs> no, no, please. <laughs> MC sighed with relief that he hadn't had to fight any more wolves in hand-to-paw combat, sat down with his back to the wall. Uh-huh. Wait, when did he fight one sitting down? <laughs> What? <laughs> I, I, I just tweaked what you made. Yeah, yeah, the way it's written, it does look like that. He had to fight a wolf hand to paw whilst he was sat down. He was tired. So <laughs> like, Do you mind if I sit down for this one? Is that why there was a cue for the chair? 
Louise joined him, Handy. <laughs> Louise joined him, Handy Amy, over in the process. It's like Handy Andy's <laughs> sister. <laughs> it would have been about the right time frame. Oh my god, you just brought back Handy Andy. <laughs> hey, he never left. <laughs> in our hearts, <laughs> he was always there fixing it up. <laughs> He's the one who made the steel box that Gavin's in. <laughs> oh, he could come and redecorate the B&B. <gasps> Handy Andy, reach out to us, please. If anyone knows Handy Andy, or if knows he's on Twitter or anything like that, tell please him tweet him. him. <laughs> and ask, tell him he's always in our hearts. Gav explored some of the dead wolves. They just sort of pop, he said. Ah, so it wasn't just your dumb writing. Well, well it was yeah, your it was, dumb writing. Yeah. But it's it was always inten- my dumb writing. It was intentional dumb writing. <laughs> well... <laughs> Mm. They are, for some reason, inflatable werewolves. Before he had the chance to join the others, a stray wolf leapt from high above, pinning him down. In one movement, MC tried to pass Amy to Louise whilst reaching for his gun. The wolf held Gav to the floor, but before it had a chance to sink its saliva-covered jaws into Gav's flesh, it let out a huge burst of air and fell limp over his body. See? They they did make a farty noise. (laughs) Jay removed the knife from the wolf's back and helped Gav to his feet. Good on you, Jay. Yay, what a proper hero moment. Yeah. Finally. (laughs) One, the way back to the bed and breakfast, Louise held Gav tightly, knowing how close she came to losing him that night. It had really startled her and made him seem human for the first time. As opposed to... An inflatable werewolf. (laughs) Gav nursed his back and complained about the bloodstains on his shirt. Jay walked a few yards behind them. MC, clutching a sobbing Amy, caught up with him. Jay, wait a second, man. If you're going to shout at me some more... I'm not. Look, Jay, it's not always easy trying to make the right choices. You have to do what you think is best at the time, and we all screw up from time to time. But when people's lives are on the line, you don't always get a second chance. You did tonight. Think about that. What, what? Wait, what? What is this pep talk? I thought he was going to apologise. It's not always easy to make the right choices. You have to do what you think is best at the time and we'll screw up on it. Like Jay buying the silver knife is a screw up, right? Or I thought he was saying that he screwed up by getting angry at Jay. But when but people's lives are on the line, you don't always get a second chance. You did tonight. Why did Jay get a second chance? Uh... As in like, as oh, it... I'm not mad at you for buying the knife anymore? Yeah, because it turned out that you saved Gav's life. With it, is yeah, that what I mean? I guess, but I—I I was expecting. <laughs> I read it like it was an apology, but yeah. I don't think it was. Jay's just like, what? <laughs> I'm not. Look, Jay, it's not always easy trying to make the right choices. You have to do what you think is best at the time, and we all screw up from time to time. But when people's lives are on the line, you don't always get a second chance. You did tonight. Think about that. I will. Jay said with much sincerity. This isn't an apology, Jay. I've got to get my priorities right at the moment, and I'm still not sure what they are. MC tried to calm and now sobbing Amy as the gang headed home. Priority one, alienate my friends. (laughs) So it's, it's, I guess he's trying to say that, look, you still did a really dumb thing, but it worked out in your favour. I guess, yeah. Uh, There were better ways to say that. Yeah. Also, he did save Gav's life. Yeah, like he, he did like a heroic thing is to stab a werewolf. You know, like that's, that's still quite brave. <laughs> Number thing one to in do. hero school. <laughs> but MC's got to get his priorities right, and he's not sure what they are. Being mean to Jay. <laughs> no one knows what they are at the moment. He's just got to do the right thing. There's more important things. What do you mean, MC? Get some counselling, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Within a few days, the B and B was looking better. The bloodstains were gone and a new set of builders were in on a good wage. With what money? <laughs> they spent it all. On... Maybe he beat them up and was like, if you don't paint my B&B, <laughs> anything other than brown, I'm going to fucking kill you. Was that a good wage? <laughs> Threats? <laughs> MC continued trying to juggle Amy, Bills, paying the builders, getting the B&B up and running, and protecting the world, while trying not to lose a part of himself. <gasps> but was it too late? I think the, the being mean being mean to Jay part is still firmly in place. Um, do you think as, you know, and I won't admit this very often, but mm. as the author of this, mm. uh, do you think I'm hinting at that MC might go evil? Like, do you think there's some sort of hints towards what's happened with this set of ninjas from the Ku Claw? The Ku Claw! Uh-huh. Um, 
to what like, like there's some sort of inherent thing in ninjas yeah. about turning evil like there's something about how like we mentioned it before like obviously we made jokes about they had a year of training mm. they've got supernatural strength mm. and i think when i first wrote that you know back in season one mm. it was very much a sort of joke and a really silly thing just mm. to kind of get across oh we're suddenly ninjas now mm. but do you think this is kind of almost an attempt at explaining some bad juju that happened mm. to get them to be supernatural crime fighting ninjas I thought, I guess, I was thinking it was going to be that MC, as he's been overextending himself for too long mm. and psychologically can't take it, so yeah. that he's not necessarily going to turn evil, it's going to deal with it bad. Well, he's already dealing with it badly, <laughs> but like he's already sort of had bits of like apathy mm-hmm. where he just, you know, he's just completely ignoring the whole murders and the B&B thing. But yeah, maybe there is some sort of, like you say, bad juju that. Ninja powers equals turn evil eventually. Yeah, because it, it could be a combination of both as well. Because obviously he's had a lot of tragedy happen mm. in like the last six months and mm. stuff as well. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Is there something in Buffy where if you <laughs> Buffy Vampire Slayer powers make you evil sometimes? Because <laughs> if that is the case, then yeah. yes. Well, kind of. Uh, there's a whole thing about how the first Slayer came to be and how horrible it was. Right. And, you know, it was a bunch of men making a woman fight for them and stuff. Right, right. And obviously there's the season where Buffy comes back from being dead. Right. And she's really detached from the world sure. and stuff. So, uh, yeah, they could be stealing from parts of that. Okay. Of course there is. <laughs> Do you not hear the <laughs> title of this podcast? Speaking an ancient dead language was always tricky. Latin. <laughs> Even if your kind had practiced it for many years. Shirak knew his colony was depending on him. Shrek. <laughs> no, Shirak. Shrek. <laughs> it's got an A in it, okay? <laughs> Shirak knew his colony was depending on him. He was relatively young compared to the previous priests of the fold, all of which had been destroyed whenever their master plan had failed. <laughs> Sounds like it's happened loads of times. <laughs> his new position was working out fine, and he was certain he could better the other priest's attempts. Who acts with werewolves these days? He thought to himself. Most master plans were worked out for years in advance, but Shirak, knowing he would get his chance to lead his people one day, had been planning his master for a very long time before. He wouldn't be hanging around. His master would be put... I think you mean master plan in both these things. Yes, but but I don't think it's the unintentionally even at plan. I think I'm referring to the plan as his master. Like That's it's dumb. some sort of like creed that they they have thing they have. Okay. Oh, are you been working on your master? Like a master's. Okay. But missing a letter. <laughs> so you already done his bachelor's. <laughs> his master will be put into motion within a few weeks. Shirak finished his prayer to the gods of the in in step to core plan. Shrek is a transformer. <laughs> Decepticons. Sounds a lot like Decepticons. He's an evil transformer. Shrek is an evil transformer. Uh, it's canon. An ogre robot. <laughs> a roger? Get off my Cybertron. His master would be put into motion within a few weeks. Shirak finished his prayer to the gods of the Insteptacore clan. Of course, that wasn't their real calling. It was a name given to them by the hapless human race as they tried to catalogue everything they couldn't comprehend. <laughs> Stupid humans. <laughs> but if Shirak's master worked, and he was certain it would, then that would all change. Soon, ultimate power would be given to him. Starting with the death of an angel, before it has come to grow to full life. Ah, <gasps> yeah, you were right. Shirak said to himself in the temple. Like taking candy from a baby. Shirak smirked over the picture of the Goo Claw Ninja's baby before smearing his excrement over it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave Silver, part two. Well, that episode ended with demon shit being smeared on a picture of a baby. <laughs> that's is something that, that's never happened before. Is that a ritual? Or is he. <laughs> is it like a way of insulting something? <laughs> <laughs> I smeared shit over a picture of you. Got him. Oh, he's gonna like handle covered in shit. <laughs> he's gonna put it in a brown paper bag and light it on fire on their doorstep. <laughs> Have we just met the big bad? Do you think? Very possibly. Shirak, I'm already disappointed. <laughs> of the Insteptacors <laughs> clan. Uh, okay, so yeah, my theory was proved right. The yeah. werewolves were being controlled. Yeah. Mm. Also, the werewolves were a massive disappointment. Inflatable werewolves. <laughs> I thought. 
we kind of build them up quite nicely in the sense that they were quite yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Like they went one on one with MC, yeah. even though he was sat down fighting them apparently. Um, so they they kind of seem dangerous, but then mm. they just I guess the whole silver thing is a big get out because there was like dozens of them in the pack, but then they just killed them quite easily with the arrows. Yeah, it's almost like I couldn't be asked to write the fight scene. Yeah, it's it's kind of like old Tomorrow Games mm. where you just skipped over it. Yes, because sometimes I do try and describe the fights detailed. Yeah. yeah, you know, but nope, I was just like silver dead, deflated yeah. fart noises. It's over. <laughs> But maybe that was just a way of getting to Shirak quicker. Yeah, maybe. But I think there's a very good chance of just like, ugh, I don't want to write about a dozen werewolves, God, just let them die already. Um, and the MC and his mm. increasing detachment slash turning evil, possibly. Yes. So yeah, whether that's going to turn into him being full evil, like you said, with the whole bad juju, or if it is him just getting sort of uh, increasingly just overextended himself and kind of burnt out mm-hmm. I don't know yeah either way yeah if Amy gets killed mm. like I really shudder to think about what's going to happen to MC and his psyche he's going to be oh thank god <laughs> it's like a weight has been lifted from my shoulders just come downstairs Jay I'm so sorry man I just haven't you know I haven't been sleeping been up all night changing the fucking baby <laughs> oh let me just call the morgue and see how if they do babies as well <laughs> God. Well, but yeah, that's you, though, isn't it? That is you we're talking about. We're not talking about the MC in this other universe. That is all your thoughts. Everyone judge MC. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, whether Sheenrag is the big villain or not, I, mm. I mean, the idea of trying to kill Amy just seems like it could be the overarching story. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. There's just something I found really disappointing about Sheenrag. And I don't know, maybe it's coming from Harato and Mr. Yeah. Johnson and then Chip before that and stuff as well. It's just like, here's an evil demon or yeah. whatever. Smearing its own excrement on a picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've got any theories as to what Shirak is going to get up to, mm-hmm. there's numerous ways in which you can get in touch. You can always find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash Podcast, And we are on Twitter at HowIRippedOff. And you can find our entire back catalogue on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes and YouTube. And if you want to virtually or digitally smear shit (laughs) on a picture of us, you can leave us a rating and review, as that helps us immensely. Um, Please don't shit on pictures of us. (laughs) Or do, I'm not going to judge you. (laughs) Yeah, but you're the one who's like, I wish my baby was dead. (laughs) 